there, so there I'll give a backstory to the backstory for Doug's purposes for anybody out there listening to the anniversary stuff. Um, hundred episodes, not a hundred times we've gone to the cage because you cannot overuse a gimmick in a match. Why? Because it gets stale for every every excellent TLC match that you have. Then you create the TLC pay-per-view. Same concept of money in the bank at same times with the elimination chamber. Every time you do the same thing, give it its own pay-per-view, it loses its scene. But damn it, boys, you know what it's about. Welcome, everybody, your weekly Truplex, The Cage with Charles. What do we know? Wrestling is not fake. It is scripted. It is a stage fight. It is a song. It is dance. It is poetry and motion. Despite the fact that Billy Graham would fight me in the face and punch me and probably bite my ear to disagree on that. It's about men and women chasing championships, establishing their legacy. It's about men and women wanting to beat the holy hell out of each other. And it's about men and women just trying to do what they can to stay relevant in the very small-minded worlds of wrestling. And I told you guys, this is big. This is big right here. This is super big. And I, I have, whew, I, I got four pay-per-views. Two days worth of each pay-per-view, essentially, for NXT Stand Deliver and WrestleMania 35 to go with, ladies and gentlemen. That's a lot of wrestling. It's not even WrestleMania 35. It is WrestleMania 37. You know, I'm just predicting what my age is going to be by the time I'm done with this. But before I go into the dirty details of it, you're going to get a little special bonus. You're going to get a little special bonus about wrestling. Got to give you a quick update about what happened in New Japan Professional Wrestling. Because I would be remiss and not take this opportunity that there was a pay-per-view match on Sakura Genesis where a couple titles were defended. Desperado and Karani versus Rapungai 3K, Yo and Sho, Junior uh, Tag Team Championships Online. Rapungai 3K, they've been champions in the past. They're champions now. Get that out of the way. So we introduced the uh, Bellflower Cat title belt that was held by Kota Ibushi. We all had our points on it. It is the Septicon logo. Let's everybody know that Kota is not a god. He's a transformer. Well, he defended it against Will Ospreay because now it is the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. Boy, you would think that if you want to make a unified title, you would give it all the credibility in the world and have that title be defended multiple times by a successful champion before it is lost. Well, boy, you are wrong. Holy crap. I was not calling it, Francis Gonda. I was not calling it all that. Well, Osprey, and look at that. He has a punchable face. He has a very punchable face. It's the face of what you want as a heel. And I think I made reference of it in last week's show that if you're going to give it to him, it's all going to leave to Okada. But I think the time was now for Kota to lose it because there's been some mismatch booking that's going on since they did the double belts. Naito had it. Naito defends against Kenta. Naito loses to Evil. Evil has it. Evil defends against Hirokumu Takahashi. Loses it to Naito back. Naito gets it. Naito defends it. Naito loses to Coda. Now we have this. Coda only defended twice. How do I believe? Maybe twice. Once again, El Desperado. And then now this Sonata. No, he defended against Sonata, I believe, because he was going for the double titles. That was it. So he gets, okay, two successful titles. Coda won the championship in January. It has only been three months. For all the claims and the criticisms that you have about this title, wouldn't you want to keep it on the guy at least a little bit longer? Maybe till May? Because it's not like uh, WWE who has those main pay-per-views throughout the years 12, basically. Or AEW who has about six. And I get putting it on Osprey because he now has the Empire. Him, Jeff Cobb, um, Great O'Connor, and the new guy they have, Aaron Henry, or however they say his name. 
Um, that'll build something. Maybe you get a good stable, but it doesn't work. I feel because I got Osprey, but here's the other problem with bad booking. Now to educate a good booking is how you set the stage and you plan the attack and do the storyline. Bad booking is Kazuka Kata comes out. Hey man, what's up? I want the style shot. Cause Will's like, we have unfinished business. We met at Wrestle Kingdom. You beat me. So I know they used to be stable mates. They used to be partners in the same faction. So it kind of matters because they had a good match at Wrestle Kingdom. Okada won because Okada is really the true god, not Koda. But now you're like, oh, hey, I'm going to challenge you. And then Shingo Takagi, who has been, who, Francisco? My guy that I've been pushing since like late 2020 on to now, the last of the dragon here. Um, basically, big villain final boss vibes. Comes out and says, hey, I beat Okada in the first round of the New Japan Cup. I should get a title shot. But I don't like this idea that we're going to have a title contender and then whoever wins goes against Okada because you know it's going to be will you can't have will just drop into shingo transitional champions doesn't work in new japan like that so i don't know what is going on it's like they're doing wwe stuff now bring it to wwe not gonna talk about ew guys it's wrestlemania week holy crap i have to watch pay-per-views tomorrow i have to watch pay-per-views thursday i gotta watch pay-per-views saturday i gotta watch pay-per-views sunday i think what i'm going to do is i'm going to put WrestleMania all in one day. I think I'm going to bite the bullet. I think I'm going to enjoy my Saturday, play Far Cry, do whatever. And I think I'm going to start my WrestleMania uh, viewing at 3 in the afternoon or 1 in the afternoon because now it's on Peacock. So if you don't have the network now, you didn't go on that sweet deal that I told you about. Four months for $2.50 a month for $10, you're full. That's on you. That's on you. I can't save you anymore. But it's going to be on Peacock. Tomorrow is NXT Stand and Deliver. Um, let's talk about this card because they're doing it so two nights. They don't need to, but the thing is NXT night one on Wednesday is going to be both on USA and on Peacock. So they're doing this for the ratings. So the matches are probably going to be lesser rated to be honest with you, because why you're going to have ad breaks, but I'm going to give you the rundown. I'm going to give you predictions. I'm trying my best. So the first night, let's give you a gauntlet match. Whoever wins that gauntlet match, gauntlet match comes in first, second, third, last man standing, basically goes against Johnny Gargano for his North American Championship. It's Leon Ruff entering, then Isaiah Scott, then Bronson Reed, then Cameron Grimes, then Dexter Loomis, and then L.A. Knight. Is that not the dumbest wrestling name? L.A. Knight. You could have just kept it Eli Drake, but <laughs> Triple H wants to change some stuff. Okay. Men, you know, you have a couple feuds mixed in there. Leon Ruff and Swerve Scott been going at it. Bronson Reed and L.A. Knight's been going at it. Cameron Grimes and Dexter Loomis had a strap match a couple takeovers ago. Charles, who do you think? Well, the right guy is probably going to be Dexter Loomis because him and Johnny were already kind of feuding. He you know, stole awesome theory, basically kidnapped him, which is one of Johnny's goons. But this is the problem is like, I, I know you had to sell something, but if you give the logical winner, it doesn't necessarily mean I'm going to have a great pay-per-view match because that's all I want. I really want Roddy strong. To be there. I want to see Roddy versus Johnny for North American championship. I, Roddy could have lost, but at least give me a good match. Cause she does not even hit boys. Talk about that boys. Um, but prediction-wise, it's probably going to be Loomis. I think it should really be Bronson Reed because Bronson's already kind of tethering in there. And Bronson Reed's also like 300 pounds, so it gives a different kind of body type and build. Not that Dexter Loomis doesn't deserve it, but his character is basically a serial good guy, like psycho killer good guy. It's very weird. He's basically like Dexter, ooh, with a little bit of Dr. Loomis from Halloween. See what WWE did there? They're so original. But that's going to be the night two match. I can't even get that prediction, but I would say Dexter wins, and he'll probably beat Johnny. Then we go to the NXT Tag Team Championships. What had happened because WWE or Triple H made a makeshift tag match between Finn Balor and um, Karrion Cross to go against the former champions, Orny Loken and then um, 
Birch, Danny Birch, Danny hurt his shoulder. It got separated. So they vacated the championship, which made no sense because Pete Dunn was already in there. So you could free Bird, whatever. Triple Threat, NXT Championship, MSK, Grizzle Young Veterans, Legado Fantasma. What you need to know about this MSK and Grizzle Young Veterans had gone against each other at the Dusty Cup Classic. Remember, what was the stipulation, Francisco? Whoever won that got the title shot. Did it go to MSK? Yes. Did they get that title shot? Obviously not. They didn't get it immediately. They did a kayfabe injury. Now it's hurt. Who do I want to win? Legado Fantasma. Why? Because they got the pure lucha libre drip, man. I rolled my R perfectly. Of course, the only time I can do it, <laughs> the only time my inner Hispanicness comes out, where my ancestors are like, hey, man, we got you. You're, 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 you're Carlos now. You're not Charles, is when I'm talking about that lucha libre. I've been watching some AAA stuff. It's weird. Um, the uh, lucha libre down in Mexico. But give it to them. Let them win it because you also have the cruiserweight champion um, doing what he can with Santos Escobar. Uh, we'll talk about that in a second. Then we're going to NXT United King Championship, Walter versus Tommaso. I mean, if, if this was an OnlyFans, there might be a member popped out right now. I'm excited for this match. You have Walter, who's this big um, Austrian brute of a man. He, unfortunately, he just kind of looks like a big, beefy boy on the main roster. But he can wrestle. He is good. And there is sound in my background. There we go. Let me just shut off ESPN. Um, and he is just such a technically good wrestler. He had an excellent match with Pete Dunne. He's had an excellent match with, ooh, who's the part of Mustache Man? Big Strong Boy was his name because he hasn't done anything. It's going to bother me. He was the first UK champion. Um, regardless, well, we'll talk about that in a moment. Tyler Bate. But so Tommaso Ciampa, Mr. NXT, essentially, besides Johnny Gargano, I think it's just going to be a good beat-them-up match. There's also the whole concept of Timmy Thatcher when he comes back because I think he might have had the virus. They haven't testified to it or spoken about it. They kept it very silent. Um, but he used to roll with Imperium back in the day when they were in the Indies. So I'm very interested in what happens. Obviously, Walter retains it. He's had that title forever. The title really doesn't mean anything to me anymore because there's no real challengers in the NXT UK. But I just want a good match. If Ciampa wins, I'd be super surprised. Main event from that first night, Yoshirai, Raquel Gonzalez, it's time. EO is going to lose. It's going to be Raquel. Raquel Pinder at the War Games. Raquel's been on streak. They were the first crown NXT women's tag team champions. Lost it 45 minutes later because of stupid booking. But EO has to lose because if it's not Raquel, who is it? Could you have a weird ending or could you have a clean ending and have it revisit? Yes, you're always allowed that in wrestling. I don't understand why some people has to say that the feud cannot continue if you have the babyface win clean. You can have the babyface actually do heel tactics and win. You can have the babyface just win and then the heel loses their crap and then you get into further stipulated matches. But it's time. It's time. She's had the title since June in the In Your House when she thankfully took that title away from Charlotte. We're going to see what happens there. Night two predictions. This is going to be on Peacock. This is going to be on Thursday. I told you guys it's a lot. I'm trying my best, but I have a sweet little gift for you guys <laughs> at the very end of this whole rundown for you to lead us to the three-hour mark. Night two, ladder match. Santos Escobar, Jordan Devlin. They're, the story behind this, Cruiserweight Championships. Jordan Devlin was the rifle NXT Cruiserweight Champion. What happened? The virus. What was the problem? He's overseas. What happened? Shut that down, right? Couldn't come over. Couldn't even do production over there. What did NXT in America do? They created an interim title. What happened? Santos Escobar happened because he was El Hijo de Fantasma. That's right. The Spanish came out again. It's special today. And then he revealed himself to be Santos Escobar. And then that's what you got, that Lucha Libre drip with him. And like, I'm a Fantasma, Joaquin Wilde and 
Raul, I forgot his last name, but they're going to do a ladder match. What is this? An homage to one of those great WrestleMania matches, hint, hint of what I'm going to talk about later, where it was a ladder match of Razor Ramon versus Shawn Michaels unifying the Intercontinental Champion. Yeah, that's another hint for anybody who's seen my little weird stuff that I'll send out on uh, YouTube. I know I sent it to you, Francisco. Who do I think won? If you give it to Jordan Devlin, who literally looks like he has a hard time reading out loud compared to this man who oods something big in a cruiser because what's a cruiserweight 205 and under what has vince always done bad at making you care about cruiserweights what has vince mcmahon done nothing to that what has triple h done for that made me care because what was santos escobar doing before he was defending his title he was fighting carrying cross that big mofo who scares the holy crap out of me and i loved it so i'll be very sad triple h if jordan devlin wins jordan devlin doesn't need that he can go win the uk championship i don't care about that Women's Tag Team Championship, Shotzi Blackheart, Ember Moon versus The Way, consisting of Indy Hartwell and um, yeah, Johnny Gargano's wife. The name's leaving me now because I'm, I'm like so excited and my soul's a Candice LeRae. Um, I don't care. The match should be fine, but they've wrestled before, and this is the problem. When you get a lot of rinse and repeat, you get rinse and repeat, right? The, the grease don't stay on the knuckles if you properly wash it with Don, kids. That's the situation there. I expect it to just be a filler match, but it's on night two. No previews. <laughs> okay. I actually like that. I'm going to steal that for any reference in life. Oh, my God. Yeah. I've never heard that before. Uh, that's because no one's up with me, so mm. you're welcome. Dawn is good. It helps clean duckies. Buy stuff. Don't pollute the rivers. Don't pollute the oceans. Ducks are cool, man. They're cute. And then the next night, Johnny Gargano, Dexter Loomis, assuming that's who I am, but it could be really anybody. Imagine the night. So this is where it's going to be like, I'm just going to be sitting there. I'm going to get like some Merlot enjoy it you know maybe some cognac because it's gonna be fancy for a fancy guy like me adam cole versus kyle o'reilly we're getting an unsanctioned unsanctioned match unsanctioned match what does that mean anything goes buddy uh if i could just if you could see me right now like there, there's some rubbing on the nipple going on here because this match has been in play i remember when i was like oh my god francisco valentine's day you know there was the betrayal this is going to be the culmination uh... of it Totally expect Kyle O'Reilly to win. Totally expect this to be Adam Cole's last go around on NXT till he's called on the main roster. So Kyle and Roddy and Bobby Fish, if he ever comes back from being injured, can make their way to doing their NXT singles and then eventually getting called up too. The storyline has been good. Adam Cole's been selling as a real bastard. Kyle O'Reilly's been selling as a great underdog. He kind of looks like he's a Clash fan from the 1980s, but I'm not going to hate on him because Kyle's always been that gifted. I thought he was the most gifted one on his but Adam had the vocal skills, the ability to talk the mic, because he's great at that too. Adam is technically sound. Kyle is just a little bit better. I love both of them. Adam Cole, please reach out to me. We love you. Kyle Riley, please reach out to me. We love you. Um, that match is going to be good. And then the main event of that match. Oh, I need some water. NXT Championship, Finn Balor, Karrion Cross. We know where this is going. What's the background stories that you guys need to know about this? NXT Championship, Finn Balor, Prodigal Son. Was in NXT four years ago. Went on the main roster. Got called back down. Turned heel. Had a great match with Johnny Gargano. Matt Riddle. All these fun things. Damian Priest had a great match. What happens? Karrion Cross Beat Keith Lee. Kind of a big thing. Um, wins the NXT Championship. Separated shoulder. Out four weeks. Couldn't defend the title. Title vacated. Who wins it? Finn Balor. We did the live stream. Fatal four-way. Iron Man match. We uh, got blue-balled. Uh, we had to uh, watch uh, it the next week. I remember what's the funny thing to me two things both these guys had to vacate titles because of their shoulder injuries when finn balor won the universal championship he was the first you know the inaugural i use a fancy word inaugural universal champion 
had to vacate it and lost 24 hours. Karen Cross beats Keith Lee. No one had really beat Keith Lee in a while. He was a double champ, basically. Had to vacate the title. Now Karen's coming back for once. And here's the thing. There's a small part of me. There's a big height differential. It's like 5'11 to like 6'5. Big weight differential. There's part of me that thinks Finn could probably pull it off. But we all know it's got to be Karen. Finn's got to go back to the main roster. He's got to do great things. He's got to go feud with Drew McIntyre or Bobby Lashley on Raw for the main title. Or feud with Roman Reigns for that Universal Championship. And I'm not going to take anything less than that. We're not putting him in mid-card anymore, Vince. We're done with this. There's no more demon. It's just straight up the prince who's going to kick your butt. Karen Cross. Everybody likes a technically sound wrestler. Some people don't like Karen because they they don't they say he's vanilla. I don't think he's vanilla. They don't like the build. Big guy slams people out around, chokes them out. Look at the man. Do you think he's going to be doing moonsaults and uh, 450 splashes and shooting star presses? No. Your wrestling style is completely component or correlated and connected to your build he's supposed to kill you he was killer cross on tna in the indies what do you think this comes from it's not flippy cross it's killer cross man killer croc and batman wasn't doing ballet he was killing people probably because he's a crocodile get it together if i booked it if i booked it i would book it honestly and this might piss off a lot of people what better way to say the guy who's held the title since October? Mind you, Finn got hurt and couldn't defend it, but H changed that. He's like, I'm not doing that this time. I'm not going to vacate it again. What better way to send a message that Karen Cross is really the animal you need to be afraid of if he squashes Finn Balor in 10 minutes or less? I would love that. People wouldn't. I don't care about people. I care about me. So that's NXT night one. Whew, boy, it's crazy, right? Now we're going to WrestleMania and Raymond James, where they have fans. Right now they're doing the Hall of Fame induction for 2020 and 2021. Don't care about that. Yep, it's, was, it's all. It's on our uh, on our Twitter page since uh, you know we yeah. follow the wrestling promos, and it's like, yeah, WWE Live is with the Hall of Fame induction. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's all it's all you know it's all pats on the back anyway. You know, oh. it, it, it all comes in. There's some there's some stuff that I like that some stuff I don't like, but there's some people who are never going to really get into the Hall of Fame. Oh, my heart. Um, Chris Benoit, a lot of controversy there that probably should be in there. And it's just all political. It's also festivities. And it does mean something to the wrestlers. As a fan, it doesn't because I don't need him to be in the Hall of Fame for validation. It's not like NFL stuff, right, where you have players who will have a ring but not not, not get into the Hall of Fame or vice versa in the Hall of Fame, but they don't have the ring. It, it, wrestling, uh, you, winners are kind of picked up. Just saying. And then there's guys who I love that are in the Hall of Fame and guys who I don't love that are in the Hall of Fame. It's okay. WrestleMania night one. I don't think the card's fully set up who's going to do the main events, but – I'm going to kind of just go for the big ones. Bobby Lashley versus Drew McIntyre. I'm going, to, I'm going to fucking hate this. Bobby Lashley has been beautiful. Doug, so you understand if you're still there. Drew McIntyre has held that championship two times within a calendar year. He had won at Mania against Brock Lesnar. He lost to Randy Orton at Hell in a Cell. Gets it back so they could just give Drew McIntyre versus Roman Reigns at Survivor Series, to which he had lost. So it doesn't mean anything at that point right and then he gets it back and he had to defend against goldberg at Royal rumble had a great elimination chamber match his match of fascinating was great but then he got cashed in on bobby lashley comes in bobby lashley was a monster francisco here's a fun staff for you bobby lashley had not been pinned since he won the united states championship and when he did lose the title he was not the person who was pinned. it was john morrison so you build this champion and then what happened they broke up the hurt business they broke up his squad and that made me scared, unless they were getting in new people. But I swear to Christ, if Drew McIntyre wins it again for a third time in a full calendar year, 
I can't cancel my subscription because damn it, I got a good deal on it. <laughs> but I'll be very upset. <laughs> yeah. Where I'm gonna write a know, strongly like, worded tweet. Well, you know the Stephen A. tweet where he's like, today mm. is one of the worst days I've had in a long time. <laughs> that would be me because I'm just sick of Drew, man. And it's not Drew's fault. He's not booking. Me and my buddy, my buddy Tony have talked about it. I know it's not his fault. But damn it, would it kill you just to tell Vince, nah? Because the whole thing is maybe people are like, oh, he's the best. Or he deserves to have a live crowd. Drew's like 33, 34. He's got at least five years to do this if Vince books it. So book it. Bobby Lashley's been waiting for years, and his only successful title defense was on Raw against Miz. His only title win was on Raw against Miz. Why are we going to piss on this? Why? Because you know what that tastes like? Because I mentioned The Shield earlier, so I'm going to make one of my favorite quotes from Tom Cavanaugh, played by Forrest Whitaker, who did not get nominated for an Emmy. It tastes like piss. He's pissing on you. Vince, don't do that to me. You're R. Kelly. Get away from me with that, please. Oof, that was inflammatory. So that's that. Main event that might happen would be Sasha Banks versus Bianca Belair. Bianca Belair won the Royal Rumble. I don't care about this feud. I don't care about this feud at all. I think the problem I had with this feud is I don't think Bianca's a little bit ready. And I, I've known her from the NXT. I've seen her live. And I think Bianca might not be ready because I have an awfully strong feeling. The way that they're booking it, they're going to book it with some BS that happened because maybe Vince does not pay for him. If she wins, that's great. I'm also not against Sasha losing it or retaining it. But there's no real clear face here. There's no real clear heel. They're both kind of like women who respect each other. But Vince does this thing where two people who are supposed to be going against each other in predetermined matches in several months to follow are going to be grouped together as a tag team cha- uh, tag team matches and be tag team contenders. It doesn't work for Charles. So would I like Sasha to retain? Yes. So it allows a Bianca Belair heel turn because her whole thing is she's the ESC. So she's the fastest, the greatest, the smartest, um, the toughest. That's heel mentality. Sasha Banks is the boss. Mm, kind of heel mentality. Maybe you can make it where a face, but you got to build new stars. I'm glad at least we're getting that. Um, there's rumors about people wanting that to main event. They might want Drew and um, Bobby to main event. This one, it can go out of the way. Not too crazy about it. Get it out of the way now. Wrestling, WWE stands for World Wrestling Entertainment. Sometimes there's some wrestling. On NXT, you get more of the wrestling. On the main roster, you get a lot of the entertainment aspect. Bad Bunny, Damian Priest versus The Miz and Morrison. Basically, Miz Morrison don't like Bad Bunny. He's grown on me. Booker T is stuck in my head. I don't know what Chamba means. Maybe I'll figure out one day what Chamba, whatever it is. You see my Spanish ancestors love me because (laughs) Bad Bunny doesn't have the lucha libre drip that Santos Escobar and Legado de Fantasma has. Um, But Lately, I guess they just kind of like uh, vandalized his $3.6 million Bugatti. Um, I don't care about that match. Good for Damian Priest. Love you. You're great. Cesaro versus Seth Rollins. I went, oh, that's going to be good. You give me 20 minutes of that. They have history. They've wrestled against each other with the bar and the shield and all that stuff. But Seth Rollins has the best suits. Can I get his Taylor game? Because I went to court today in all Navy. Looking like, you know, beautiful. Loved it. Luscious blue, right? Royal blue, navy blue. Seth comes in last Friday. Bring this man's suit if you can, Francisco, up. If this thing that looks like Easter egg pebbles, and only he and he alone was able to pull this off. I don't think Cesaro wins. I'm making that bold prediction because the whole thing about Cesaro is he'll never have his moment. He's not number one guy. He's not whatever. And the fans love my life. Cesaro is a talent. We know it. But I know Vince, man. Vince always has to kind of break heart. Not everything can be feel good. Last year was feel, or two years ago, Kofi Mini was feel good. I don't think this stuff's going to be feel good. But would I like Cesaro to win? Yes. But if it leads to him going against 
Roman at a throwaway Universal title match. Either. Look at that suit. My God. It's like Purple Haze by <laughs> Jimi Hendrix was just drawn. Uh, well, then. That, that's a new kind of trip. Mm-hmm. That's Rollins, Indeed. Right I, I aspire to it. Even the shoe game's good. Even the shoe game's good. I, I can't contest into it. I can't even wear a maroon shoe, uh, shirt. This guy ends up doing that. It's fantastic. Um, I think Seth wins. And I think it messes with everybody. You want the feel-good story, but what matters about being a good deal, heel? Having the heat. And what better way to get heat is to just destroy the fans' dreams. They'll be there for live, and then they're going to boo Seth to hell when Cesaro loses. I think it's good booking. Cesaro wants to win, but the better guy's got to win. Um, Raw Tag Team Championship. New Day versus AJ Styles versus Almost doesn't go either way. I like the fact that the New Day's on there, and at least AJ has it. Almost is this big old man who's like seven foot and hasn't wrestled yet. It's very much like Shawn Michaels and Diesel. Keep this short. Mm, I'm actually going to call AJ winning, and it'll be kind of like a farce, AJ and Almost, because New Day is just kind of there to transition. Shane McMahon versus Braun Strowman. I hate this match. I hate everything about it. I hate the fact that I have to have a McMahon in my mania. I'm never a big fan of having a McMahon in my mania. Um, really, this is all we can get for Strowman. They have history that could have gone on, and the whole thing has been about, oh, you know, he basically, you're stupid, Braun, and you should know that you're stupid. Haha, <laughs> and I hate stupid people. That's literally kind of like what it comes to. The only thing that came out of it is, like, they're putting a choo-choo on Strowman's, like, whole thing. Like, choo-choo, because he's the Strowman Express. Oh, uh, he'd getting destroyed. Um but I'm not crazy about it, man. So I don't really care. Braun's going to win because what anything the hell that. Happened there? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A- anything but that would kill his credibility as a um, as a wrestler. To lose to Shane McMahon's a sin. Now we go to night two. This is because remember, night one's also not that big of a car. So that's why I'm like, screw it. I'll just watch it during Sunday and I'll just do work. Night two, we're going to save the best for last. But um, Asuka versus Rhea Ripley, there's no real story. Rhea just got called up. She was in the Rumble. She was number two, the second last person eliminated, or she was technically the last person eliminated. She was not the last person to win. Um, it was just Bianca. But it's going to be her versus Asuka. Mm, it can go either way. I really would like Asuka winning it, but it's probably going to be Rhea because she's shiny and new. She was on last year's WrestleMania. She tapped out to Charlotte. Okay. Fiend, Wy- uh, Fiend versus Bray. I uh, can't speak. Fiend, Bray Wyatt versus Randy Orton. We're finally getting the conclusion, but We're getting the conclusion of the stuff that's been happening since, you know, TLC in December when the Fiend was lit on fire. Fiend's back. Randy's around. I don't know if they're going to do this as a normal match or a cinematic match. Um, cinematic match being there's all those bells and whistles. I think last year's Boneyard match was just fantastic. Hint, hint. Um, if you did a regular match, this is how I would book it. Randy tries like the RKO the Fiend immediately. Fiend kicks out at one. Not even a kick out. Randy tries again. Kick out. Again, kick out. Like five RKOs. Can't even get a one count. Mandible Claw. Sister Abigail. Done. Kill it. Five-minute squash match because The Fiend is a demonic soul that is here for utter bend destruction, and it just came back from literally dying. It should not be 15 minutes. It should not be 20 minutes. It shouldn't even be cinematic, in my opinion. Have him murder Randy within five minutes. And I think that sets the tone to take The Fiend. Credible? I think that puts time for Randy to take off, come back by SummerSlam, go from there. Intercontinental Championship, Big E versus Apollo Crews. I hate this match. I'm going to tell you why I hate this match. The Fastlane match was botched, but Apollo has challenged Big E like three times. And he has lost clean three times. So why are we having this again? Just so we can get the title off of E to put on Cruz to possibly put E in the Universal Championship way? There's a simpler way of doing this. Multi-man match. Whoever is pinned wouldn't be Biggie. You could just have it be Apollo. And then Apollo 
And Biggie can have one more match where he's like, you didn't really pin me. And then he can beat Biggie by any nefarious means that's out there, another big word. And then he can go for Russell Roman. Instead, I have to get this again. And their match of wasn't even good. It was bad. I mean, I like that Biggie was coming up, but it was just this last minute, okay. And I know it was a botch allegedly, but I'm just not invested anymore because to be a credible challenger, you have to actually get credible wins. And every opportunity that you have is a loss. It's the equivalent of being the Dodgers going against Houston and going to the World Series against Boston and always being there, but not winning. This time there's no cheating involved. There was cheating involved. But um, especially if you, Boston, how dare you hire Alex <laughs> Not crazy about that match. Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn, give this into my veins. Sammy is like insane with this whole conspiracy theory stuff. They brought in Logan Paul. I don't know if about him, but I know I'm supposed to hate him, so I just hate him. I love me some Kevin Owens. They need to do something. These guys have been their friends for like 20 years since they were kids. They wrestle around. They had good feuds at NXT. They have excellent matches. Watch their payback match. I wish I'd give you a hint on that, but it's just so good. Watch them on WWE Network or on Peacock if we have international listeners. Do I expect Kevin Owens to win? Yes. Do I think Sammy should win? Absolutely, because the gifts of him dancing on Twitter has been fantastic. Because he saw Logan Paul, he was just doing this weird dance, and I absolutely love him. He's a he's a precious gift. Riddle versus Sheamus, United States Championship. I think Riddle wins, but it could be Sheamus too. But if you give it to Sheamus, it doesn't mean anything. And then for the main event, we talked about betting last week. If this was what DraftKings was going to do, this is where we can get to. I do not know. Who wins this, Francisco? Maybe Doug. Doug might laugh, but we love you, Doug. You're mm-hmm. great, Paul. Doug, thank you around. It would oh, be. Still here. Oh, he's still here. Oh my God. Okay, hi. Oh, I'm so nervous. Um, Roman Reigns, <laughs> Edge, Daniel Bryan, triple threat match. You know what that means? It's all legal. Roman doesn't have to get pinned. He doesn't have to submit. Edge has become the ultimate opportunist again. He's the radar superstar. He's the tweener. Daniel Bryan's the real bad guy to me because Edge had to earn that all, and Bryan's like, they want a match. So you're just going to like boast your chest in here? All right, come down here, Zach Morris, with your white Anglo-Saxon preppiness coming in there demanding, wait till you hear from my father, Draco Malfoy. We don't want that. That's right, put two pop culture references on you. I'm looking forward to this match. I think they needed the triple threat because Edge probably wasn't ready. I've talked to you about that since the Rumble. I'm perfectly fine with it being Daniel Bryan because he's excellent. He should always be on my mania. I don't know who wins. It really should be Roman. I'll put down the money that it will be Roman because I think we can push Edge and Daniel to be of their own feuding together without that title involved. And you might say, well, Charles, what are we going to do with like um, Roman for backlash or for money to make? Well, that's where the Cesaro win comes in. If you do put it in, you put in Cesaro and Roman, you have a one-off because some pay-per-views don't need five-month feuds to build into. We just build it all organically, but I'm excited for this. I think it's going to be a good story outside the ring that they bring in. I think it's going to be a good story in the ring. We're going to see Edge really kind of contain himself, build into it, snap a little bit. We see Daniel Bryan maybe doing some nefarious stuff himself. Everything's legal. Jay Uso is going to come in. I think Jimmy Uso is also coming back too. That's right. There's a twin. There's another Uso. That's the bloodline. Head of the table has always kind of extra seats around the table. Brings in back the other Uso. Maybe he interferes, takes care of both of them, whatever. It's going to fit. It's going to work. I'll have fun with it. And that's almost what I have for you guys in case on WrestleMania. But I'm going to give you five WrestleMania matches that are my favorites that I've watched because typically what I do month in and month out is I always, especially during WrestleMania season, and it's of no order of importance, but I figure this is a thing. If I had to get you guys into like watching Mania and stuff on Peacock or if you're international on the network where you just want to go on YouTube and see some stuff there. Matches I have watched that I have enjoyed personally coming into it. Um, and this was kind of hard to go because I had to kind of eliminate two people the same match but then i want to so i'm going to combine it so it's really gonna be six month combined one first and foremost 
a lot of it's going to have Shawn Michaels, but you got to watch Shawn Michaels versus Kurt Angle. That stuff at WrestleMania was just mm, chef's kiss coming into it. Mm. Kurt was just a straight up wrestling machine. I'm trying to get what exactly WrestleMania coming into it because, of course, I don't write these things down. He was a wrestling machine. He was fantastic. Um, he's retired now. Sean kind of had that late career resurgence. I won't spoil any predictions or who won and everything like that, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was a great match. Kurt was probably the best Matt wrestler aside from Benoit and Brett, I would say. Definitely something in there. And I will tell you this, um, none of my picks are going to have The Rock. So that's a big surprise for you guys there. Um, because everybody's like, ah, oh, Charles, you should have The Rock. I'm like, no, F you. I won't do what you tell me. But we got Sean and we got him. The other match, I would say, Bret Hart, Owen Hart, WrestleMania 10, brother versus brother. Bret did double duty that night. Bret had won, or he won an opportunity to go against, I believe, Yokozuna that night for the championship. Owen, the jealous brother, this was the change of the King of Blackhearts. Two brothers going at it. The storyline was natural. They would have a superior match later on in the months, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. I always liked Owen a little bit more than Brett, but I respect Brett too. Brett's fantastic. We admit it. He's the excellence of execution. Best there is, the best there was, the best there ever will be. Ricky the Dragon, Steamboat, Macho Man, Randy Savage, WrestleMania 3, as a number three listing towards it. Intercontinental Championship, fantastic. Ricky the Dragon, Steamboat was always underrated. I love me some Macho Man. You know, it's one of the best. It's where the cream of the crop promo comes from. The cream of the crop. No one does it better. Um, this one's tough, but I'm going to put it into it because of how I'm going to consolidate. No, 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 it's not the same thing. Bret Hart, Stone Cold Steve Austin, WrestleMania 13 is where the infamous double turn kind of came in. It's really what kind of listed Austin 316 um, to really kind of hit into everything that you want it to be. And it kind of showed that Bret can really hang with the best of them because um, God, he really could. And that was my four, right? So here comes my double five. And it was tough because I was thinking about putting honorable mentions, the first TLC match, the Hardy Boys, Deadly Boys, um, Edge and Christian. I was thinking, oh, I, I, I got I to go against myself. I'll give you like, the, I got to do it. Kofi Kingston, Daniel Bryan. That, that match was just so great. That was Kofi mania. I almost had tears in my eyes. Mm-hmm. Kofi winning. I can't give an honorable mention if I had to take one out to put one in. Um, ah, screw it. You take a six. I'm not a list guy anyway. I do what I want. F you, I'll do what you tell me. Um, <laughs> It's just so good. But to kind of group it, the one that I always tell people to watch, Shawn Michaels and The Undertaker. My goodness, man. I always enjoy it. And they have two of them. They have Shawn Michaels, Undertaker at WrestleMania 25. Shawn Michaels, Undertaker at WrestleMania 26. Uh, career versus streak match. The first one was basically like, Shawn didn't want any more title shots. Taker needed credible people. And it really was a four-year saga. Shawn and Taker, Shawn and Taker too. Sean and eight, or I'm sorry, Taker and H, Taker and H in a hell in a cell with Sean as a special referee. And you were really thinking that the streak was going to be broken. It was the end of the attitude era coming to close. Um, Taker almost broke his damn neck on a botch and he still finished the match in the first one. It led to so much great emotions. I still remember, I believe it was the first match where Sean goes for a moonsault on Taker. Taker catches his midder and just sets him up for a tombstone. Poof. And you're like, what the hell did I just see? And then um, Sean tries to do the tombstone on Taker in um, the second match. Taker reverses it. I think, you know, Sean, because Sean had retired Ric Flair a couple years. That was an honorable mention, too. Sean had retired Ric Flair a couple years ago, and Rick's like, come on, you got to do it. And then Sean gave Taker the same kind of like, you got to kill me kind of thing because I ain't giving up. 
It's so much emotion. It's so good. It's a connection. Fans, live audiences, everybody love it. Undertaker is synonymous with WrestleMania, so it feels wrong mm. to kind of not have a list with him and have your feelings about him now that he's broken kayfabe. But I have oodles of, of fun memories. A lot of the matches with Sean, Boneyard match, man. Even We got Andrew to watch it. Yeah. And he loved that too. So those are just some of my suggestions. If you guys like, okay, if Charles has to give me a five-minute YouTube thing, what can I go and watch? Those are my suggestions. Y'all enjoy WrestleMania week. 